Welcome. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Demystifying Gay Porn Podcast with I.K. Grande. I'm your host, I.K. Grande. And uh, if you know me by now, you know I've been in the industry for 12 years. And if you've watched gay porn, I've definitely helped you get off. 2007, I uh, answer a Craigslist, Craigslist ad looking for a gay porn editor in Jersey City, New Jersey. And I find myself in Jersey City. I meet these guys and I walk in. And one of the guys I meet is Matthias von Fistenberg. And he says to me, are you here for the job? And I said, yes. And he's like, you know, it's porn. And I said, I do. You know, it's gay porn. And I replied, yes. So he puts me in there. Um, I, I edit a scene for about an hour. He watches it. He likes what I did. And I, I pretty much, I had another job lined up. So I walked in there with a lot of confidence and I asked for healthcare or my healthcare benefits. I asked for a good amount of money. And uh, after a little bit of uh, ambivalence from him, he said, okay. Uh, he called me two days later and then here I am. It's 12 years later almost. And I've actually, today is what, the 20th of June. Um, 21st, tomorrow is going to be 12 years that I was working with, with Dark Alley. Uh, but no more. Um, so my name is I.K. Grande. I am a gay porn producer, and I've been since 2007. And this por- this I'm sorry, this podcast will be kind of a little bit of uh, reflecting on the past 12 years and a couple of stories, but also uh, interviewing porn stars, uh, porn personalities, um, people who love porn and um, kind of demystifying the whole aspect of that and sex work and how popular it is and how mainstream it really is. And um, and yeah, and answering some people's questions. So I'm thinking about calling it um, everything you wanted to know about gay porn, but it's a very long name, so you never know. My first guest on this podcast, uh, I'm very fortunate to have a porn veteran who's been in the industry for eight years now. Uh, the one and only Dolph Dietrich. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, Thank you, you are, for having me. You're breaking me in at this point. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow, that's a, the new way to look at things. <laughs> but uh, congratulations on your initial podcast, and Thank I'm you. sure people will love to hear about demystifying porn. There's a name for you. Demystifying gay porn, though. Yes. Has to be. Well, I'm here to help answer any questions. Nothing's off the table. Dolph Dietrich stands tall at 6'5", and his presence in the gay porn industry matches his stature. The wildest place the hunk Dolph has had sex is on stage in front of a thousand men, and he loves men with tattoos, he loves muscles, and he loves beards. That's about true. I wrote that a long time ago. (laughs) Let's let's start off with the fact that you are leaving us. You are leaving the porn industry. That is correct. Uh, I am retiring as of June 13th and 14th is my last event called Wet and Hot in Palm Springs, California. And um, I've gone back into my career, which I had before I started porn, which is in advertising and media. I'm a graphic designer, design director. And uh, yeah, so I have a new job. And... um, you know, finishing out with with a wonderful bang my career in porn. What made you decide that now is the perfect time to leave porn? Well, um, there have been a couple things that have happened over the past year or two. Um, 
you know, getting older is one of them. Unfortunately, porn doesn't have a union. We don't have benefits. Uh, so I really wanted to get back into building a 401k and different things like that. Um, but basically, I, I missed being in the agency uh, world of creativity and, and design. And I was doing it concurrently for many years with the porn at the beginning for about the first half of my porn career. And that worked out really well. Um, but then I, you know, lost a few clients their contracts ended and i was just doing porn for the past four years and i started getting a little bit outdated on um the programs that i need to be up and because you know media is changing so quickly actually you make a really good point um because i've also been job searching or i was job yeah. searching for a while and the way they they tack on social media to anything graphic design or anything Absolutely. video and it's not it's not the same thing. It's a totally different beast. But yeah. the kids nowadays, they'll do that stuff so they know they can hire them. Well, I, I, w I was a print designer before I started porn. So I worked in magazine and publishing, and I learned all about print. I know printing presses back and forth. Uh, and, you know, magazines changing the way they are. Uh, 2007 was when I left the magazine industry, 2007, 2008. And media was changing. So uh, it was also the recession came in 2008, 2009. And I just thought it was a good time to leave and, you know, take stock of what was going on in my life. Um, and then the magazine world changed so much. And when I tried to get back into the magazine world this past year in New York, um, it wasn't the same. You know, they were looking for people with a lot more digital acumen than I had and a pr just a strict print uh, production person or designer as such as myself wasn't, I wasn't getting hired. Being in porn or having this career in porn, does, does that, like, how does it, does it affect any of your new work at all? Have you seen it affected or? Absolutely. It gives me stamina and courage to go into a boardroom and make a presentation. So that's one thing I always say. Uh, now that I'm a design director, I'm at the director level. And I do have, every day I have meetings with the CFO, the CEO, um, my team. I have a whole team that I, I work with and leadership. And I am the, in the leadership department now. So it has given me a lot of... Um, understanding of what it takes to to be a leader and be in charge that's such a good positive uh message to get out of it because yeah. it's true it does build your confidence absolutely have you had any ambivalence from like let's say somebody finds you or somebody recognizes you, you know, from the uh, porn industry yeah. in since i'm a creative i think it's a little bit more slack um you know my my husband hugh hunter lost his job uh, when they found out he did porn, but he was in the education field, so it was a little bit different. Uh, you just mentioned Hugh Hunter, your husband, yes. who you've been happily married to for how long now? Uh, a little over two years. Okay. And you met him? <laughs> I met him on Twitter, and I asked him out on a date, but we physically met on set uh, for Michael Lucas at a shoot on Fire Island. Uh, so, yeah, that was when we first met, but we weren't even cast together that weekend. There was about 12 models at the Belvedere Hotel. And we weren't cast together, so we were working, but we would meet in each other's rooms at the end of the night and talk. So that's how that started. From your career, your eight-year career in porn, um, what's, your, what's your first memory of getting into the industry? My first memory... Um, I guess it would be my first live sex show, which was in New Orleans with my ex-boyfriend, Drew Sebastian. Um, we were down there for Southern Decadence, which is one of my favorite events. I uh, love it down there. And I remember in, in New Orleans, you can't have like all full-out sex in front of the crowd. You have to have a, like a scrim in front of you, like a screen, and then they project it. So it's a little bit, 
it looks like you're like doing a shadow play or something. So we're having sex behind the screen. I poked my head out like as I'm getting fucked and people were just pissed. So they ripped down the curtain uh, in a fury because they couldn't see what they wanted to see. What was one of your worst memories? Well, <laughs> it was with the same person, Drew Sebastian. Uh, I made the mistake of telling the producer uh, for Falcon, um, that, a raging stallion, that I was able to be fisted, but I had never been fisted in my life. And we got on set, and I still hadn't been fisted, but I tried, and it didn't work. Um, so I ended up going to the bathroom. I was in tears, you know, it was like just terrible. And Instead, I ended up fisting him. So that was my first time ever fisting anyone. Uh, it, and he it, was ready for it? He actually, the funny thing is, the night before, we were out in Vegas. It was, you know, shot in Vegas. And we were dancing. We were at, like, the Paris or something. And we were literally just dancing a little bit. And all of a sudden, he fell to the ground, writhing in pain. He thought he'd been shot. And we didn't know what happened. I helped him back to the room, and he was, like, writhing in pain. The next day, he was, like, kind of bruised, and it was in so much pain and I fisted him through all of that. He got an MRI. He had dislocated his hip. Jesus. Popped out and then popped back in. I think there's a term for it, but it's very painful. So uh, it's one of my favorite scenes. It's beautiful. But if you know the backstory, that I was actually in tears because I couldn't get fisted. So then I fisted him with a dislocated hip. Uh, I just want to add that um, our scenes with you, the scenes that I shot yeah. with you, are... I'm making. I've, I've I've made a couple of different lists because I've been looking at a whole bunch of scenes that I've yeah. done, and it's you know, out of almost twelve years, uh, putting it together and picking picking them. I, I was going to make top ten. It's going to be top twenty. You have to be in at least three of them. Oh, I love that. It was. It's been such a pleasure working with you because you're an easy guy to work with. Thank you. And and you really get into it. And um, you know, direction is very minimal with you. Um, I I hope you enjoyed that as well. <laughs> I did. I think we've shot at least uh, three or four, maybe five scenes together, and we were just talking about it before uh, we were rolling. You gave me one of the biggest dicks I ever had, uh, Esteban, which was pretty incredible. And I was the replacement bottom that day. I think if you remember, uh, it was supposed to be somebody else. Um, I don't recall his name, but he was pissed. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh, um, I don't know who it was. It was, I really don't. If I did, I would yeah. say that. He was like, damn, you got that dick. And I took it like a champ. And yeah, the, the expression on my face during that scene is real. Yeah. Like, there was a point in my head where I was like, can I do this? I don't know if I can do this. And you can see it in my eyes. And uh, it ended up being a really awesome scene. It was really great. There were certain scenes, absolutely. And I think the, the hottest ones are when you can actually tell that, that it's really happening. And yeah. there's you know, a certain amount of pain and pleasure at yeah. the same time and that definitely was happening there yeah that was a great and, scene and then we get to film a great scene with my husband Hugh Hunter and Simon Santana yeah. uh, which was just pretty organic and incredible mm -hmm. and really sexy yeah I don't know if you want to get into it but I mean I, I'm on Twitter and I see what's with not just you but in general like porn stars what, what's with the beef like there's oh. so much beef on Twitter I mean I don't think it's unique to the porn industry of course because we've seen so mm -hmm. much um you know, clap back and all kinds of people trolling online these days. It's unfortunate. And at the, um, the beginning towards the middle of my career, yeah, I got caught up in a few feuds, if you will. Um, and I've really tried hard to, to not be that person. It's unfortunate because sometimes when you're attacked, you want to respond and everyone gets, says, be the bigger person, don't mm -hmm. respond. Uh, but you know, I'm only human. So yeah. sometimes when I respond, 
people think you know you're actually becoming it, it's flipped you become the person that's the aggressor uh so I try really hard not to uh, fall into that trap anymore. There are definitely a, a few people in the industry that I feel are are toxic. And um, yeah, it's definitely not easy. All of us who have access to Twitter or a keyboard or any kind of account uh, to voice our opinions, it, it's a lot easier to think about it or maybe just write it down for yourself <laughs> and not not tweet it. But yeah, I've, I've made mistakes. I will admit to that. But uh I think I'm the good guy in most of the situations that have happened, so... I can't, I can't see how people would start shit with you, but... I, I mean, somebody will start something for no reason whatsoever, and I have It happens. It, so. it ha there's all sorts of motivations that people have. Um, you know, who knows? But, mm. um, you know, it's not my, not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite studio? My favorite studio? You don't have to say, you don't have to say the one that I worked for. Just because I'm here, <laughs> but like as honest and quick as you can. Um, well, I, you know, Dark Alley Media has been a great studio to work for. Uh, my favorite studio. Um, and it could just be like because of the memory that you have of a scene with that studio. Well, Not I will because say they had amazing craft services. <laughs> <laughs> that rarely happens. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, shooting in Europe was great. We shot for. Um, uh, 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 um, you're talking about Planta Rosa Productions? I um, never shot for Planta Rosa. Focus. No, okay. Um, it's one of the bigger European studios, very, very old school. Um, damn it, what is their name? Um, well, it escapes me, maybe it'll come to me. But they, yeah, they gave us a gorgeous apartment in Madrid. Uh, you know, fresh flowers and fruit tr play, plates and trays of food. So that, I mean, yeah, as far as sort of being treated the best, that was the one. Um, that was great. But, you know, I mean, the studios that I've shot for have just been more about memories. You know, mm -hmm. I met my ex, Drew Sebastian, on set for Treasure Island. I met my current husband on set for Lucas Entertainment. But um, I don't have a particular favorite studio, I wouldn't say. They've just been the experiences have all been, you know, different and unique. And I've shot for so many of them. I can't think of many that I haven't shot for. So, what uh, what would you say is the uh, least favorite experience you've had with the studio? Uh, I mean, every every director has been um, very respectful of the actors. Uh, we did shoot once with Kazo and my husband and I, and the shoot was was um, was difficult. But the director, you know, sort of really was handsy with my partner, my husband. Oh, really? Like, yeah, like finger up his ass during the shoot. Like, and it's just like, you know, I've never really had a director come straight on to me uh, during the shoot. I mean, unless maybe I wanted it, but it was like one of those things that just wasn't appropriate at the time. So that was, that was a shitty experience. Um, you know, most of the stuff that I've done besides studio work has been live appearances. I've done probably equal amounts. So I consider myself a well-rounded adult entertainer. You know, the, the entertainment circuit is a whole nother. You know, it's like there's a lot there that can go wrong. Who is the best top you've worked with? Hmm. <laughs> uh, worked with or had sex with? That's in the industry. Um... Let's do. Let's keep it with words. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, Drew Sebastian was pretty amazing. Okay. I mean, yeah. So he's definitely he's up there. Okay. What's who's the best bottom? Oh, the best bottom. Um, let's say there's. Um, oh, he's this blonde guy. I can't remember his name. 
I don't know, I tend to like blonder, small twinks when I'm topping. Um, actually, what am I thinking? Armand Rizzo. Okay. Because I've shot with Armand Rizzo several times. I've had sex with him outside of filming, and he's definitely my favorite bottom. I do like the size difference, I'm not going to lie. He's, he's the best bottom in the industry. I think most of us think, can agree on that. So, yeah, Armand Rizzo. It's a, it's a very big title to, to hold on to, and he's held on to it for a minute, hasn't he? <laughs> for a minute or two, yeah. Yeah. Others have tried. Yes. Um, yeah. What is something that you would want them to know about you? Uh, I think that I'm. I would like people to know that I'm a kind person. I, you know, have this image of being a sort of dominant, aggressive uh, top, which I can be, and that's only one facet of me. I'm also a very sensitive man. I tend to cry a lot at movies, commercials, and uh, I also feel like I like to mentor younger people when I'm on set and you know we're in between shoots and the person might be you know anywhere from 18 to 25 and I've talked to some guys who you know their family has just thrown them out of their house because they have no uh, because they're gay or, or you know, whatever and so and I also deal a lot with people who have mental depression and want people to know that um, it's okay to not be okay so if they ever need somebody, they can reach out to me. So I definitely want to be known as that person that, you know, just wasn't the big, you know, dopey. Because it's actually one of the one of the websites calls me the a big dopey uh, musclehead or something, uh, which I'm not. I'm an intelligent, you know, feeling, thinking person. Yeah. So I just happen to be a pig, and that's just part of <laughs> one of my well, one of my traits. Uh, regarding some of the work that you do want to do and you are deactivating your Twitter account which has over 100,000 followers mm -hmm. something that people strive to build Yeah. Um, what's your reason for um, getting rid of it? it's just part of me that I just want to I want to put to rest I want you know you only get one go around in this life and, and yes I built that platform and it's been great for so many different reasons and I, I would like to figure out a way that people can reach out to me with concerns or issues because I do uh, get a lot of messages about body issues and depression and, and things. So um, who knows? Maybe I'll end up changing my mind. But uh, I definitely... Share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, there's also just the corporate aspect now that I'm back in corporate that I it's possible that I should, should delete it. But it's up in the air at the moment. But um, yeah. I'm, I haven't. I guess I haven't completely decided. Do you walk away with a happy feeling about the years that you've put in the gay porn industry? A hundred percent. Out of the hundreds of people that I've met in this industry, you know, just just a few of them haven't really been good eggs, in my opinion. But uh, I've met so many friends. I've met lovers and husbands, and <laughs> it's just been a great experience. And and I'm so excited for my retirement party, which is coming up. So it'll just happen to be like. A wonderful experience. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything I left out that you'd like to share with anyone? Um, just that I, I appreciate everyone so much for the years of of letting me be um, silly, goofy, sexy, dirty, piggy, everything else online. You know, I, I've been um, privileged and honored to be in this industry. It's an industry which has changed from the day that I started. Um, you know, it's it's a very different media world now than it was seven years ago when I started or eight years ago when I started webcamming from my home in Provincetown, Massachusetts in the winter. And um, I just feel very lucky and blessed. And I want to say thank you to everybody, everybody that I've worked with 
and everyone who's followed me over the years, I just really, really couldn't couldn't be a luckier man. And uh, I'm leaving with my head held high. So thank you guys so much. And my dick rock hard. (laughs) Thank you very much. Um, So this has been the first podcast. Hopefully uh, I got it right (laughs) and I did it well. But um, I want to thank Dolph Dietrich very, very much for um, giving me his time. Not really sure how to end this yet, but it'll eventually get there. Thank you so much for listening and watching. (laughs) 